On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, hey, they've always got the good oil. Pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. It is uh, Monday, it is just after 11 o'clock and for those listening around our New South Wales and ACT radio network, it's one of my favourite parts of the week, it's Monday's Experts, it's a chance we get to find out about the story behind the name and looking forward to this story. If you're listening on the podcast as well, you can go back and have a listen to all of our podcasts over the last couple of weeks, but um, Jasper Franklin, now this is a name that we saw, we've we've seen appearing in form guides for a number of a number of uh, years and months. However, his first Metropolitan winner there on Saturday, or first Saturday winner, on a horse called Red and Ear. And uh, we're going to, I think, see this Jay Franklin in the form guide, especially in Sydney, for many moons to come. He joins me now as my guest on Monday's Experts. Good morning, Jasper. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm very well, mate. How's your Monday morning going? What have you been up to? I just popped down to Kingsford for a haircut. It's um, been pretty good so far. Kingsliff as in northern New South Wales. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you go, you, you're back up there, mate, after the weekend down here in Sydney. Oh, no, um, Kingsford Randwick, sorry. Oh, I thought you said so, Kingscliff. Yeah. I thought, gee, you've done no, no. some case. No, I'm not riding up there yet. I won't be riding <laughs> up there for a long time. <laughs> mate, tell us about your story. I want to know, uh, firstly, where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Grafton. I grew up in Grafton. Um, family has a farm out at Coppernurst, 20 k's out of Grafton, so... Originally, um, been running around the bush from a young age and just grew up there. Got into racing a bit. Dad was a jockey. I um, spent most of my mornings before school in at the track. Um, I'd go in with him probably five days a week. And just from then onwards, I was just hooked on the game. What was it about the horse, mate, when you first jumped on? Obviously, you would have seen obviously your old man uh, doing a lot of riding and whatnot. So it's been around... Your, your mind, but what was it about it for yourself when you first got on? I, I guess it was going to the races and seeing all the jockeys have really nice cars at the start. And I just thought, well, they're all driving nice cars, so it must be a good way to make some money. And <laughs> what, I never never actually rode a horse till I was fifteen years old, and Fair wanted to leave. Yeah, never never even rode a horse till I was fifteen years old, and wanted to leave school. And it was definitely the fastest option, so I just learned how to ride a horse pretty quick. Tell us, okay, well, why what, why did it take so long for you to, to jump on the horse, considering, you know, obviously even probably earlier, before you were 15, you, you would have been around the horses? Yeah, I was around the horses my whole life, but I guess I was, I was just never really keen on actually riding them. I just loved racing itself, you know, like the just watching the races and that side of it. The, the actual riding them never really clicked into me until I was 15 years old and actually hopped on one and said, yeah, this... This is my calling, pretty much. From the moment I sat on one and went for a spin around the track, it was I, it was what I knew I wanted to do. Was it the adrenaline, mate? Uh, that that going in that speed, or what was it about the animal? Oh, definitely the adrenaline. The adrenaline's a huge thing. It's um, it's definitely a feeling that I haven't got from anything else. It's um, it's definitely one of a kind, and I guess that was the biggest thing that got me hooked on it as well. Was just the feeling you get from riding a 500 to 600 kilo animal at top speed and in a competitive environment. What did the folks say? I know obviously your old man rode, but what about the rest of the family, mate, when you said, right, I'm going to do this as a living? Um, Mum was trying to steer me away from the horses, just knowing how dangerous it was yep. with um, 
dad being a jockey. Dad was pretty supportive. Um, Nan was a horse trainer, so she was more than happy to for me to be a jockey and so on. So yeah, dad, the family's been really supportive as well the whole way through. Every every time I've ever asked dad to help me out, he's been there and they've been supportive the whole way through. What did your mum want you to do, mate? Anything but a jockey, honestly. <laughs> Anything but a jockey. I think they tried to push me into football at one stage, and then I think I was going to try and be the next Floyd Mayweather, but I worked out pretty quick. I didn't like being hit in the face, so I went, no, this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're chatting with Jasper Franklin this morning. Uh, Jasper, so your first ride at 15, or your first time you were on a horse at 15, when was your first ride? I think my first race ride, I was 17 years old, and it was at Mwoolambar on Anzac Day for um, Matthew Dunn. Talk us through that day, mate. Talk us through the build-up to it. And what was it like, that first race ride? Oh, there, was a, there was a lot of nerve, a, a lot of nerve going into that day. Obviously, I'd been riding track work for two years prior to that. And just going into the day, I thought the horse could win. So that even made it more nerve-wracking. And from the moment I got to the races... While I was in the room, I think it took me probably 20 minutes to put my silks on because my legs were shaking that much. Wow. Um, and pretty much the whole time I was there, it was just a bit of a nervousness, excitement, a little bit of everything. And once I'd got on the horse, it all just went away. It was a weird feeling. Once I'd actually sat on the horse and been legged up, it was just like I was going out for another trial or a track gallop. And once they'd put me in the gate, the nerves hit again. And I... um the the rush of adrenaline and excitement I got once I got in the gates was a feeling I hadn't felt before and once the gates crashed open it was a it was a it was a pretty quick run race it was a mile race but for me it felt like it only took two seconds so it was a it was a good good feeling do you remember were you out in front did you have to weave your way through oh I I got told to lead on it and I missed the kick and I was back last on the fence oh at Mwollenbar too. At, at my woolen bar in a track where you kind of want to be in the first four and get going. So I remember sitting back there last at the thousand meters going, you know what, I'm I'm just going to take off now. So I took off at the 800 around the whole field and it ended up winning. It was probably one of the worst rides I've ever done to date, but it, um, it ended up winning with the four kilos off its back. And I, I'll never forget. I walked into Matt's office the next day after the races with, the biggest smile on my face, as you could imagine, a kid's just rode his first winner, and Matt told me it was an absolute train wreck. So <laughs> I rode my first winner and caught my first spray on the same day. We're chatting with uh, Jasper Franklin this morning. So Jasper, you obviously started to to ride plenty of winners up there in that Northern Rivers area and around Grafton, and then tell us about how you made the transition down to Sydney, and obviously you wanted to work with Mark Newnham. Yeah, it, I had I had a lot of success up north. It, um, I eventually ended up with Brett Dodson at Coffs Harbour and I think that was the turning point of my career in the country. I was just, I couldn't seem to get a kick along being up on the Queensland border when I'd always wanted to ride down south. So once I'd moved to Coffs Harbour, it made it a lot more central for me and I was just able to ride a lot more and obviously the more times you go around, the more winners you can ride. So it was it was a, probably, the like I said, the turning point for my career in the country and it really kicked off from then and being in Coffs Harbour, being able to ride so much more, I ended up winning the Apprentice Series. And once I and I ended up winning the Northern Rivers Apprentice Premiership up there as well. And after I'd outridden my claim, I said to my dad and I said to Brett Dodson as well, I, I want to have a crack at Sydney. And 
see where I can go. So I ended up getting onto Corey Brown and he brought me down for a trials day here. And since that day, I, and once I got a taste of Sydney racing, I, I said to him, this is where I want to be and what I want to do. And, and we'll toss and turn and about who I was going to come down and be an apprentice to. And about a week later, Corey rang me and said, mate, I've just secured your future. Mike Newman's rang me. He wants you to come down and be his apprentice. So my eyes lit up and I, I couldn't, I couldn't even talk to my girlfriend. I was that excited. <laughs> I couldn't believe the opportunity that I got to go to Mark Newman, who has proved himself as a champion with apprentices. So once I got that phone call, it was happy days from then. What have you? I mean, obviously now Mark is off to to Hong Kong, and and you'll. But what what have you learned from Mark, and obviously from those other young blokes that uh, that, that that he's had through his system? Hard work works. Um, the harder you work, the more rewards you'll get. Obviously, he's he's really big on that, and he was a great boss for the months I was there. He gave me my first winner since I was in Sydney, first day out. Um, so he gave me, always gave me a good kick along from the get go, and being able to ride with Tyler and Tom Sherry, who are obviously very good jockeys, it it was um, I learnt a lot from them as well. Seems like you become. Um... You know that that particular group of the the jocks, especially those the, you younger blokes coming through, you're very close with each other, good mates. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's it's always better to be best mates um, with the people you're out riding with than enemies. <laughs> um, but no, everyone always gets along. They're a great bunch of great bunch of um, boys, Dylan and Tyler and Zach and Reese. So, like you, you would have heard Corey say it before. It's a great camaraderie and. I'm just a little bit behind them at the moment. They're punching around, winning Group 1s and listed races in Group 3s, and I'm just starting to get a foot in the door now. But no, since, since I've got to Sydney, they've been nothing more than open arms and helpful, and every time I ask them a question, they're more than happy to answer as well, so it's great. We're chatting with Jasper Franklin this morning. Jasper, what about in terms of what you learn about your style? So obviously, you know, you, you start that day there at Moolambar. You mentioned you missed the kick. You, you take off the 800. You get the job done, but you cop a spray from Matty in the process. You obviously then go to, to Brett Dodson. So throughout your career thus far, what are the little things you've learned along the way, whether it be from other jockeys or from trainers? Um, patience. Patience is a big thing. I I learnt pretty early on that you're not going to be a Group 1 jockey overnight. you just got to kind of trust the process a little bit. And My manager, Tylan, he's, he's been great as well. He's I had a couple of setbacks since I'd come to Sydney and he just said to me, mate, you just got to be patient, work through your grades and the success will come. And that's, that's a big thing that I've had to kind of wrap my head around that I'm not just going to walk out one day and be as good as everyone else in Sydney. You just got to be patient. Opportunities will come and hopefully there's a bit of success on the way. But in, in terms of my style, it was my dad always had me on the equisizer a lot um, at the start. So, I, with, like I said, with my style, it was kind of just how I felt most comfortable on the horse. I didn't really pick a jockey out that I wanted to look like. I, I kind of just went with how I felt comfortable on the horse, and lucky enough, it it's worked out really good. You showed a lot of uh, maturity on Saturday, um, obviously with Red and Ear. Now, could have gone two ways. Obviously, you jumped so well, um, and yeah. from reading the stewards' report and I mean, we weren't expecting you to be in that position on the weekend, but you jumped so well and you, you thought, well, I, 
I wanted to roll forward because I didn't want to be get caught wide here. And then obviously, you know, uh, put myself in an awkward position. So you, you almost rode him like the best horse in the race. Yeah. I loved your comments afterwards. I said it could have been my last ride ever for Mr. Chris Waller. <laughs> But, yeah. but talk us through, you know, because that's a split-second decision in your mind, and obviously it's a it's a split-second decision where you're backing your own ability as well. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, the horse just jumped so clean, and on the speed maps, once Farrow's rein had scratched, I, I knew there wasn't going to be as much speed in the race as we had initially thought, and once, once he jumped so well and the two horses inside of me... Um, weren't going back and token capitalist wasn't looking like he was going to cross me. I'd, I just had to roll forward or I was going to get trapped three wide. And like I said in my interview, I'd rather be in front on the fence on the best horse in the race and three wide. So, but I, once I'd got there, there were a couple nerves going through me. I was thinking to myself, well, if this thing gets beat, it's definitely a good thing beat and it's just going to look bad. The apprentice going to the front and leading when he's been told to get cover on it. But, Luckily enough, I was on the best horse in the race and just had to be patient on him down the straight as well. I knew if I'd gone for him too early at the top of the straight, he wasn't going to have much left in the tank at the end. And The last thing I wanted was to get swooped late by a horse that was storming home. So I just had to cuddle him and get him to go through his gears the best I could. And Once I got to the 200 and still hadn't even asked him to get out of third gear, I was full of confidence and when I did gather him up and give him one with the persuader, he really kicked away and ran through the line, which was really encouraging. He's definitely a really nice horse moving forward off that win. What did uh, Mr. Wallace say to you after the race? I never spoke with Chris after, but I spoke with Charlie. He he was happy with the decision to roll forward. He said it, it just looks better when you roll forward instead of getting trapped free wide. He, he just said I had to take the bull by the horns and take a bit of initiative and um, make the decision up while I was out there and Instead of just sitting there like a sitting duck waiting for someone else to make the decision for me. I guess, too, you would have to pinch yourself that you'd be riding for a stable like that in town on a Saturday. Oh, 100%. It's it's honestly a, a dream come true to be able to ride for a stable as big and as dominant as um, Chris is. And that's my manager again, Tyler. He, he does a fantastic job. I'd like to have a greyhound like him because Jeezy chases rides. <laughs> he, um, he, does, he does a great job and He's also been one of my biggest supporters and um, since i come to Sydney as well. So the, since I've been here, he's been nothing but great to me. He's got me in some great stables. He's getting me rides with Chris Waller, Bjorn Baker, Annabelle Nisham. I, I honestly couldn't ask for him to do any more. We're chatting with Jasper Franklin this morning. Jasper, what about what you want to achieve? I mean, we obviously have spoken to a number of the other young apprentices um, in New South Wales and they've got, you know, dreams and goals. What... What are some, you know, short-term goals you've got and what are the, about the long-term lofty goals you've got? Um, so the short-term goals for... My goal for next season is to take out the New South Wales Provincial Apprenticeship Series. And then for my last year, I want to try and win the Sydney Apprentice Premiership. And for those long-term goals, obviously, I want to go through the ranks. I want to win black-type races eventually win a group one like Dylan and Tyler have gone on to do as apprentices, which is an outstanding effort in itself. Um, maybe maybe even ride in Hong Kong one day. I'd, I'd love to do a stint in Hong Kong and just experience it and just see where racing takes me. I'd love to travel the world and ride races in different countries and see how jockeys all around the world and 
other horses and racing around the world works besides Australia. It's very exciting, Jasper. The world is well and truly your oyster, and I think you've got the right mentality, mate. Um, work hard, and you never know where it will take you. Yeah, 100%. You, as long as you keep working hard and turning up every day, the opportunities have to appear eventually. If you pack your bag and go home, you no chance of getting the opportunity. So even even the days when I'm not getting a ride at the races, I just you just got to stick it out and remember next week there's always more horses going around and as long as I keep performing uh, the best I can and keep riding winners it, it'll just make it easier for people to put more faith in me to put me on so as long as I keep doing my job properly this, the success should come And you got a couple of rides I see on Wednesday at Canterbury already Yeah, yeah, nice couple of rides I'm, I'm excited about the horse of Kim's, he's the last start winner he's a, he's a very nice horse mm. Turning's its name mate yeah, turning. He's a he's a very nice horse. Raced at Gosford recently. Brad Willer, of course, in the saddle. Mate, it's been yeah. a, a breath of fresh air to have a chat with you this morning. Sorry I had you in Kingscliff, mate. I didn't understand where you were. We're having <laughs> getting the haircut. Where did you get yeah, the no. haircut, mate? Give him a plug. Um, it's called Theo's Barbershop. It's a, Thailand put me onto it. It's a great place. Oh. Cheap haircut. Very fast. Jeez. <laughs> it, it, that wasn't after he won the group one, was it? I was going to say, because sometimes these blokes can tip you into things and they're driving all the flash cars with all the money, and then they say, yeah, go here, and then you get there and have to pay, and you think, oh, no. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, he, he definitely didn't He didn't take him to the wrong barbershop. It was a good one. And speaking of the car, I've got to ask you this, because you did say at the start when you were looking at becoming a jockey, you thought, well, all these blokes are driving pretty flash cars. What's going on here? What What is your car of choice? Do you like cars? I do I do like cars. I um, At the moment, I'm still driving a Mazda 3. I'm more focused on... Uh, buying a few investment properties first. But... Is this because mum and dad might be listening? You saying this? Nah, nah. This is <laughs> this is this is me being a mature nineteen-year-old trying to <laughs> try and if I do come out of my time with anything, I want to come out of it with a house and a car. So, but obviously, Mercedes are great. Yeah. Everyone, all, all the jockeys are driving the Mercedes. They've and, all got the Mercs. Yeah, and eventually one day, hopefully, I'm good enough that they want to sponsor me, so I don't have to worry about buying one. But... Well, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> we'll, right. We'll we'll worry about riding winners this week, and then we'll see where it takes us. Nah, fantastic. <laughs> good to talk to you, mate. Um, as I said, a breath of fresh air. Great to see a kid as well from Grafton doing good things. It's always been a great nursery up there in that northern part of the state for not only champion uh, jockeys, but we've seen you know, plenty of boys and girls come out of there, and also we've seen. Uh, great horse people as well. So, mate, uh, you've got a good family around you and good luck as your career c- continues here in Sydney, mate. No, thank you very much. I appreciate you putting me on. No dramas. Jasper Franklin, our chat there on Monday's Experts this morning.